0: Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and how to chase a Minoc down a mining shaft. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're covering chapters 21 through 24 of Legacy of the Force book Seven, Fury. But first, bum bum bum. Previously on Forever Cannon, Master Sith Kydus runs from mommy's bombs. Master Skywalker launches lasers at Kydus. Everyone feels his hate, but Luke feels like quitting. Centerpoint has been fired and may be sentient? Might be. But that was last time. Mysteries to be solved and questions to be answered. So let's jump right into it with chapter 21 starting on the anakin solo as we so often do here's something that i didn't realize coming back to these books that i didn't remember about them how often you say or read to yourself the words anakin solo yeah i obviously i didn't forget he named the ship after him but, like, holy shit, All it comes time. up a lot. <laughs>
1: and it doesn't so much... That It only really comes up if you're reading the location headlines. Yeah. Because they don't... They, they'll say the Anakin Solo occasionally through the text, but yeah. they're always starting there or yeah. they jump to there. It's,
0: and then it's, like, in bold capitals, alone on the page, like, separated from everything else. Maybe yeah. that's why it seems... Like, it's more impactful or more resonant this time. But, like, or maybe because I'm reading through this stuff on a podcast and yeah. I'm saying it a lot. He's not, he's been dead for 10 years <laughs> or however fucking long. I don't know. Maybe, maybe 10 when, we, minutes, do, when uh, we
1: do the recap, I'll go through the book and I'll see how many times man, it comes up.
0: Yeah. It's too many. I'll tell you that. Anyhow, chapter 21. Uh, i have to read the book. the Anakin Solo. Now, never mind the Solo family, because we're talking about Sayal and Tilly's. Newly ranked up to captain for shooting at Luke Skywalker, she's having a secret meeting with Tycho Kelchew. Sel- Selchu, Kelchew. Kelchu. I say Kelchu. I like Kelchu. I put three hard cuz in it. Was like, Tycho, Kel, well, I guess I don't say Kelku. Two hard cuz.
1: Yeah, two hard cuz and a ch.
0: And a chi. Which, again, the English language is strange. But uh, anyhow, we're talking about space language. Because
1: the CH could be sound like a hard K, depending right? on what word you use it in.
0: Well, like, look at Taiko, C H O, is a hard K. Yes. And then Kelchu, C H U, we're saying Chu.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's supposed to be a K.
0: Could be Ku. Taiko Kelku. That kind of sounds spacey. Anyhow. Yeah. Cy Antilles is having a secret meeting with Uncle Tycho, as she calls him, or refers to him. Another Aaron Alston pilot favorite that I don't really care too much about.
1: No, he doesn't come up often enough for us to care.
0: I bet you he does in the X-Wing books, but <laughs> by this point in time, the story is not about you.
1: No, you're an old man. It's not about
0: Cy Antilles either. It's not about your wife, Winter. It's not about Talon Card or Booster Tarek or Miri. Or, uh, it's, it's about Jason Solo. Yes, and so, like, I get it. Aaron Alston loved these characters that he wrote several times, or at least had an affinity and wanted to reuse them and bring them into important parts through the future, like as you would, yeah, and, you know people throughout history or you know step into moments of power and past power down throughout their own generations, but in this instance, I don't care, no, <laughs> like i don't I don't care about Tycho Kelchu or. I don't even care about how I'm going to say his name. I don't care about Cy Antilles. I just, uh, I just want to talk about Jason solo. Okay. I want to talk about Jason and Luke and Ben and Jaina, if she ever gets in the books, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure so many people reading these are like, yeah, X-Wing Boner for every name that he fucking drops. I'm sure. But me personally, I don't care, man.
1: I never read them, so I really don't care.
0: Maybe I don't care because I did read one. The first Star like I've said before, the first Star yeah. Wars book I ever got was whatever the hell it was. Criktos Trap or Wedges Gamble, one of those X-Wing books. And I remember specifically stopping reading it after like the first ten pages. A, because I was too young, mm-hmm. and B, because there were so many names I didn't know, and I did not care. Yeah. And so, vroom, pulled forward through time, 25 years, and <laughs> now I'm like, I don't give a shit about, I don't care. I like Wedge.
1: Yeah. Well, Wedge.
0: But like, don't, I don't, okay, great. She, everybody's excited about Tycho Kelchi.
1: I like that Sayal is badass in a, in a fighter, but other than that
0: yeah right like i don't know maybe that's this is just me projecting something onto these scenes that have these people in them but for me it's like every time one of these people shows up from the x-wing books it's like the grand celebration at the end of a new hope yeah like here comes wedge and corin and uh, not Corin, i don't know other fucking Easter. i don't even know other names man
1: yeah. it's it's They're not, they're like characters in the periphery of the story. They don't even, their, their parts don't matter.
0: And they kind of get used as like deus ex machina. Yeah. For example, just, you know, we're going to get some stuff done on the side in the background while the rest of the story carries on, you know? And
1: maybe that information will come up a little later in the main story. Maybe right. Yeah. Or maybe
0: Jaina won't be in the book for the first seven chapters out of twenty-one.
1: Yeah, or the first seven
0: books out of nine. (laughs) Truly, you don't know what the hell is you're gonna get in in this. You know, you could get three chapters from the perspective of a psychotic dude who just lost his wife, who seems like he's gonna be a big player in the war coming forward, and then he's just woo gone, (laughs) jail. (laughs) Like, yeah. Anyhow, they're having a secret meeting. He wants to know what is morale like on the front lines Yeah, out what, there with all your pilots. Yeah.
1: Free from don't stand on like, like, uh, damn it. The word is gone.
0: <laughs> well, he does tell her like, don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Lay yeah. It out to me. Tell me. Straight. Don't be formal. Just yeah. straight up. Yeah. And she tells him the troops are confused, scared, angry, and overall morale is terrible. Everyone is terrified of Jason, rightfully. And the biggest problem, and or at least the, the, the reason, the biggest cause of all these negative feelings amongst the troops is that it feels like this war doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Why? Why is this happening still, and why is it getting worse? Both sides are lying about each other and what each other are doing. It's hard to feel like you're doing good for the galaxy in this war. And that's what she tells him. And that's so realistic, right?
1: Yeah. I'm assuming a lot of war would feel that way. And she makes that, well,
0: that a lot, right? Because she makes the interesting comparison to the Yuzhan Vong war, where it's a very united front. Yeah. uh, So this, this invading conquering, it's like, it's the Mongols coming in from another galaxy and they're going to destroy and take over everything and kill all of you to extinction. So that's, Pretty easy to wrap your head around as far as a war is concerned.
1: Yeah, because you lose, you lose; you win, you win. Yes, yeah, that is that's a war thing. of
0: survival. This is a war of politics. Yeah, and it's which is way more gray is, and muddied and it's convoluted confusing. at the
1: best times.
0: And at the worst times, like the times they're in right now, it's so scary that nobody even talks about Jason Solo. Yeah, you don't even talk about him. Tycho Kelchi's like, oh, I, f- I used to fly for a man like that. His name was Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> well, ain't that the truth. So what is this secret meeting really about? I didn't want to really get information about the troops. I want you to get in contact with your dad for some mystery reason, and then they go for coffee. Yep. Cool.
1: Off but the record, go hang out.
0: It is some good insight into like the average person in the war, the average troop how, how they're feeling, how it it is being processed by other people outside of, you know, the people in power who are the only people we talk about and yeah. follow in the story, really, are the people with all the power. Yeah,
1: the people that that are actually making influencing the galaxy on a whole.
0: Jason Solo is the most powerful witch and also the most powerful politician right now. So, you know, contrast, <laughs> all the people that he works for, they're fucking terrified of him. And I just think it's—I think that's a good, you know, it seems like a simple connection to make and a, and a good touch to put in there. But the fact that they don't talk about him has changed so drastically from when he was kicking down doors with the GAG when he first got involved with the war, and he was celebrated by the troops, celebrated in the media. Yeah, he was a fucking hero. They were hanging he was out a with star him, star on the rise. Yeah. they all loved him. Mm-hmm. They respected him. They went to him first. The times they are changing is since you start lighting planets on fire and such. Yeah.
1: Now they just they follow orders because they're orders, they don't know why they're getting them. Well,
0: and that's the thing is they don't feel like they're doing good things anymore. Yeah. You're on the Anakin Solo or in you're on the G A G side. G A G side. The G A, the Galactic Alliance side in that Kashyyyk thing. How do any of you feel good like it's got to be 99% of the million people that are on all those ships are like what the fuck
1: yeah this is fucked just happened
0: why are we doing that like why is how is that a solution to the problem you know like Sial is telling us cut to Coronet Corellia. and don't you know it the confederation is mad at Karilia cuz they use center point without talking to them about it first of all they failed they yes. didn't kill jason solo that's new intel that the that uh this confederation guy is throwing at satis yeah. coin
1: yeah the coin just got
0: how do you let us know what you were doing we could have coordinated a better plan and blah, blah 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 he tells him you're an idiot yeah <laughs> calls him an was idiot. that was great yeah
1: and he I even laugh. says i
0: don't say this very often but you're a f- Fucking idiot. He doesn't say fucking, but Criffin, he would have. Yeah, that's a... Probably should have thrown a Criffin in there, but... Some paraphrasing. We could have made a better plan together. So, Sadrish Cohen tells the Confederation to eat a space dick. Yeah. Because he's got the biggest gun in the galaxy. Ladies and gentlemen, I call this smart politics. <laughs> Big brain stuff here.
1: And he without obviously nobody knows that it won't fire again
0: for a while. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, Watch like, how this guy is an idiot, isn't he? Like, Oh, so dumb. dude, what are you doing right now? You just, so are you so like power mad after having fired that thing off? That you're just all testosterone up or something, and you're like,
1: yeah, cause don't tell me what to do. Oh, even no. has a little inner monologue saying, I know what I should say.
0: Yeah, and he can't, can't believe the words coming out of his mouth yeah. when they are or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's good politics. He's so dumb. Turns out the Confederation is just as unstable as the GA is. That's what we're meant to glean there. What are we going to do with that information moving forward? I don't know. So... That's the end of this chapter, and like, just to like kind of reflect on the two things that we learned here. The the GA troops are a fractured, dysfunctional mess. The Confederation political leaders are a fractured, dysfunctional mess. We already know the GA are. We can assume the same of the Confederation <laughs> troops that as the GA troops because, as is reported, they're doing all the same unconscionable shit. Yeah. What the GA is doing, like raising civilian territory and like burning buildings down and shit like that. Like,
1: and I think that's a lot of the, I don't know what we're doing coming from the troops is your leaders are not a united front.
0: Because this is a political war, not a survival war. Yeah. Everybody's and, got and, their own agenda. You know, and so maybe, maybe this generation of, of people growing up here, like Jason Solo and uh, any contemporaries his age having gone through only the Yuzhan Vong war would maybe that's part of what this conflict is based on in the first place is a greater expectation of unity than is realistic. Yeah. Because, you know, they went through the 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 horrible nightmare that was the Yuzhan Vong invasion, where they could not have been a more unified galaxy. Yeah. And so then at the time you install your galactic government. With whatever amount of dissent there is at its lowest, because you're living in an unrealistic time.
1: You yeah, it doesn't matter who you are, how that's a, it's a
0: once in a lifetime thing that that an army from another galaxy is going to come try to destroy everything, you know, or at least it should be. <laughs> You'd hope so. And so you know, coming into the next war, these are all the children of that war. Maybe that's where the the conflict is really stemming from in the first place is this abrasive expectation of unity because we can't afford to fight each other because aliens could come from behind the curtain at any moment, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but of course that's not realistic to expect constant unity and, and blind uh, yielding to authority that you wield across the galaxy. It just, it's not, maybe that's maybe that's the the real like psychological heart of the conflict because of course everything started with not sharing missiles. Karelia yeah. didn't share enough missiles, you know. I don't know. It's just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's it's interesting because it reflects on Jason too. You know, it's it's made obvious to us that through the trauma of the Yuzhan Vong war, specifically for him being tortured and captured and all that, the one thing that he wants most moving forward is unity. He doesn't want
1: chaos. Yeah, the unity that So I, he has apparently this was
0: unrealistic expectation born of the success after the Yuzhan Vong war, yeah. where hey man, you know how you know how we succeeded? Was by everybody pitching in, doing what they're told. Yeah, Being on the same together. side, yeah, and so he has this unrealistic expectation that he's going to be able to just enforce that on everybody when once he amasses enough power, which is really the whole basis for this entire fucking triple trilogy, is yeah. him trying to extinguish chaos in the name of unity. That was that was an interesting thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't considered that until I started talking about it. No. But like, it could just be a generational attitude thing, where they were born expecting unification.
1: Yeah, that's that's the world they galaxy they grew up
0: in. That's the that was how you survived, and so even in a, like a traumatic way.
1: Yeah, they grew up in in ideal situations for him, other than the, the war the of trauma. Course.
0: Yeah, of like, that's not a common situation that's going to, you know, like it's not going to be the status quo for the galaxy forever and ever. Amen. Like one time, these bad guys came in from next door and we were all like, get out of here. And it worked, you know, like, yeah. I don't
1: know. All the, all the people wanting power. It's just, it's not feasible in a normal situation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I guess back to my original point was, uh, the two things that we're learning out of this chapter is that uh, yes. everything is bad for everyone. Nobody feels good about it except for the people in the highest positions of power. And Jason, I, not I, even Neithal.
1: I don't even think Jason feels good about it because well, I
0: think he does. I think he does now. Just like more and more, increasingly, uh, like as the books have gone on, he's taking more joy in like smashing other people. Like, you know what I mean? Where he was like, oh, I was happy to... He took such a thrill in throwing that chick on the dirt crud and sending yeah. her out with, like, a sabotaged engine. He was, like, all smiles when he was lighting Kashyyyk on fire and blowing up his trying to blow up his parents. He's gone past remorse. He, he, I don't think he... Outside of Alana, I don't think he feels bad about anything, about what anybody else thinks about anything that he does. I don't know if he feels bad. But then again, at the end of the one book, he's like, "Uh, use all my love to channel the Yeah,
1: Well, maybe he doesn't feel bad, but I don't think he feels good about how everything's going. Well, yeah,
0: just because he's not winning right now, yeah, Yeah, that's... I mean, he had to kidnap his daughter to try to pressure his (laughs) His, lover. Yeah, uh, his not-wife. I don't know. Chapter 24. That's not right. No. Chapter 22, of course. Yeah. Math, math. Starts off on Kashyyyk, where Jaina finds Jag in what I found this very entertaining. She walks into a workshop where Jag is full-on Iron Man mode. Yes. He has built an anti-Alema suit. Over all this time of learning about her and tracking her, he has apparently amassed a bunch of equipment specifically designed to... Outwit her. He's got, as we know, He's got a whole bunch the, the helmet, the crush gaunt, and the breastplate that we've previously seen. Plus, thruster backpack. Oversized blaster with some secret he won't tell Jaina. Cortosis alloy flight suit to repel them lightsabers.
1: That's super cool.
0: And a belt with pouches full of tricks.
1: Yeah, full of different things.
0: And Jag makes a joke. What are the boots for? Protecting my toes. Yeah, he something he says. says. He says it in a sly way, even though it is like the correct answer logic joke. Jag made a joke, and
1: and it's not something that you're expecting, so it made it, it made it funnier.
0: No, it was good. Yeah, yeah. But he's got all he's got this whole kit worked out for hunting down a Lemurar. So, Jaggy Stark is ready to fight Jedi, which is good because. Jaina's got probable coordinates to Lumaya's asteroid, courtesy of background worker Talon Card's computer power. Remember when they're like, "Hey, take all the information from all of the the uh, the archive of the reports from Ben and Jason, and see what you can find out about the asteroid and blah blah blah, and look at the computers <clears> and track their th- their jumps and their hyperspace coordinates." Wow! Here comes that computer power. Jaina's got coordinates to the asteroid by some background guy that just like we said, earlier. right on somebody that nobody really cares about that much. So we just ask him to do favors for us and leave him out there and we're important. So he'll do it. Yeah, you got to save the galaxy somehow. Yeah. Cut to the Anakin solo where Jason is watching Alana wake up from what sounds like a two day coma of nightmares. Yes. That's what it sounds like. Right. That's not just me. Yeah. Tossing and turning, getting screaming in her sleep or something, weeping, getting increasingly worse. Something like that. I think he just And when she wakes up, she does what we've finally been waiting all this time for her to do. She tells Jason he's bad and that she hates him. She pulls out a weapon. Yeah. Uh, Remember like that, syringe that or pen something. that she stabbed that assassin with? Yeah. When he didn't want to use bad force lightning in front of her instead of. All the other bad stuff he's been doing in front of (laughs) her. Yeah, she pulled out that same, like, EpiPen type of thing. Ready to stab him and kill him. And Jason, of course, realizes... The only way to fix this is to tell her the truth. So, he opens up his feelings to her in the force. More, he says, than he's done in years. He's never been so open with anybody, ever. And he can't remember how long it's been. Yeah. And... As another part of his very own Darth Vader prophecy fulfillment moments, he tells Alana, I am your father. Another of many parallels. He says
1: daddy, but okay.
0: Hey, man. It's called artistic license. All right, then. But you get the point, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, he's saying it to a five year old. So <laughs> Luke Skywalker was like 20 at the time. Yeah. I'm your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little. <laughs> no, I am your daddy. He
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That'd be laughs> you fucking curious. cut his hand off and kick him down
1: the garbage chute. James Earl Jones saying For that. For fuck's sake, yeah.
0: <laughs> Mufasa. Yeah. Everything. What does he say? Everything the light touches is your kingdom. Yes. <laughs> it's not a bad James Earl Jones. No, that's not bad at all. I can get by. I can. I can get. I can get a couple of a couple of Mufasa scenes out. <laughs> the Darth Vader one's harder for some reason, even though it still is same voice. Something about the tam, the timbre of t- timbre of it. Sorry. Yeah. Like the, the like the harsh quality of it is. is yeah, different. It's, it's got harder, that harder for me to replicate. It's got
1: that mechanical. St- feel to it a little bit oh because of his voice yeah it could be
0: it it could be effects right yeah I would would
1: think probably is
0: yeah because when you (laughs) you know what i was thinking about that i I watched lion king with my kids recently and uh i was thinking about that as mufasa was talking actually i told them i'm like hey listen to this voice that's darth vader that's the same guy that does darth vader's voice in star wars and they're like what uh yeah. you know i don't know how much they actually understood it but they're like pretended like it was a big deal but anyways i remember specifically after i pointed that out to them i was listening to mufasa talk and i was like man that is so different from darth vader's voice but so Darth vader yes simba
1: luke yeah, it's got it's got to be Simba. the the mechanical from the vocalizer. It must could be an or or also,
0: you know, just you, you do a little slightly different thing when you're doing different characters. It could be just his own vocalization a different way. But it. Ah, God, it's just so weird. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the whole time I'm like, that's Luke Skywalker, little baby Simba. This is Darth <laughs> Vader, his dad. Like, that's Palpatine, Uncle Scar. All right. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this classic tale unfold in front of my eyes. It is. I mean, the George Lucas story, it could not be more step-by-step the hero's journey. Yes. (laughs) Like, you know, as it's come to be described in in modern literature anyways, but, like... There's a reason it works. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's good. (laughs) There's a reason why a lot of the stories have been being told for thousands of years that (laughs) have these same fucking themes in them over and over, because they relate to the heart of understanding humanity and everything. The light touches is yours. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he says. It's so yeah. good, man. All right. Enough Mufasa. Anyways, yes. back to this. The point is Alana,
1: I'm your daddy. That's where we love. And home. Alana
0: can feel that it's true. Yeah. He's so open to the force. She is very force sensitive. She's still scared and traumatized from all the deaths that happened around her. She hugs him in relief and calls him daddy. Yeah. What a fucked up circumstance for this bonding. She wakes up from a two day coma of nightmares after having been wheeled around in a ship at full blast being shot at while thousands and thousands of people disappeared from the force around her. Cut to this is how we got in this room, you know, Yeah. to have this sentimental moment and this reveal that I'm your dad and everything is okay. Like, just like you can trust your mom, you can trust me now.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm your dad. You can trust me. And
0: part of that, part of why that probably works is letting a kid in on a secret. Yeah. Because she knows that her dad is a secret and it has to be. Like her mom, it's the conversations that she's had with her mom, and so when he tells her a secret, and she knows that it's true, it's all you know. It's a lot of like a lot of it's, mixed things coming yeah. together to make this it's moment. Like, Ooh, I have a responsibility to make her actually connect to it. Well,
1: and I'm, like, I'm like I'm part of the important people that know the secret kind yeah, of deal.
0: And I, I'm like a grown up. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Is you're you're letting them be a little bit like you, and so that makes them feel good. Yeah, because you know? they idolize you.
1: And I like, I like the, what he says at the end after, after she gives him a hug, he's like, and when the war is over and the bad people have been taught how wrong they were Mm -hmm. and everyone is happy, we can tell everyone that I'm your daddy and you can sit right next to me and help me decide how things are going to be for everyone. will not
0: that be nice? (laughs) Think about that. Wouldn't it? Because isn't that exactly the counterbalance that he needs in his decision making? Yeah. Would be... The guilt of disappointing his daughter. I mean, it doesn't seem to be. No, nah, it th- doesn't seem th- to be deterring him right now because she's a child. But, like, let's talk about 10 years down the road. She's 15 or 16 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, she's a teenager. I mean, she's like a more, you know, present, intelligent being. <laughs> maybe that helps. Or maybe he just corrupts her along the way because she's a child. And I'm your daddy. Yeah. Cut to Korriban, which I've been waiting to go back to ever since we left. Everyone here wants a lemma. The Sith gave her that shitty holocron. They called it an Ursatz holocron. And I looked it up. And that means a shitty facsimile of something that serves an ulterior motive
1: or purpose.
0: So they gave her that so that they could track her. And they have. Apparently. Right to Bimiel. Bim. Bim We'll do this over every dumb space word. <laughs> as we have for But is this episode fifty? Uh forty nine? I don't know, man. Forty nine or fifty? I don't know. That's either way, we've been doing we've been uh, we've been uh, arguing over not arguing, but just uh, I don't know, pontificating about the uh, pronunciation of these space words ever since we came across the first one. Ever since we started talking about Jason. Kevin was goddamn brainwashed by his sister trying to say Jason. So here we are, episode 50, a year and a week after we started this crazy... I mean, we're just reading books. It's not that crazy.
1: (laughs) It's crazy that we're reading them and talking about it four chapters at a time. It is, because... On a whim that we're like, hey, you know what? We should do this. Yeah.
0: It's just, you know what? If anybody out there is listening to this podcast and you like reading, I recommend reading only a few chapters at a time. Because instead of blowing through ten or twelve chapters and like it's all a, it's a blur blur of one mm-hmm. chunk, I sit and I read four chapters and then I have a week to process all of it before I sit down and read more again.
1: And even if you're not doing it that spaced apart it's sure. four chapters every, every, day every couple days
0: I don't know yeah I just Give you know the time. way the way that I've always read books is fucking power read yeah me too blast through it because I want to get to the end I read Darth Bane in a day right exactly like <laughs> 350 400 pages or something yeah. but doing it this way is really a different experience and interesting it, I mean obviously it's
1: it's it all different gives it, you time to process and like really just Get the meaning behind everything that's going on rather than hey that was cool that thing happened
0: and maybe that is just you know a function of age maybe we're like now we're
1: we're twice. almost
0: both 32 yeah, yeah. And, and when we can remember how old we are <laughs> <life>. <laughs> and uh you know you don't read like a young man anymore no we're conscientious reader We're right we're tw- twice as old as we were the last time we read them. almost pretty close well, no. I was like 20. We were like 20 when these came out. 18, 19, 20. Well, in 2007. We're both
1: 32, six, right? so all I said almost. All right, all right,
0: all right. Point being, <laughs> I recommend reading a little bit at a time. I don't know. If anybody else out there is already doing that and you're already smarter than me, let me know. podcast at com.
1: And that's probably why teachers, why you have to do book reports. <laughs>
0: To teach you how to read and process how information. how to read and process information. Yeah, well, it's important. Probably, it's an yeah. important skill. Too bad I left every book report ever till the very last minute, so I had to speed read everything and speed think everything. Also,
1: yeah. So like, this is like the real, the only real. It's book a varying report we've degrees done. of
0: success. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time in grade eight, we had to do speeches in Mister. Lovell's class, and I didn't write one, and then I had to present it. So I just winged it off the top of my head for like three minutes or whatever it was. And I got an A plus on the verbal portion and a zero on the written portion because I didn't have anything (laughs) to turn in. And I was like, I can't just transcript everything I just said off the top of my head. So I was like, no, I didn't do it. Yeah. Point being. Try reading it slow.
1: Yeah. Read it slow. Process. Get it in you.
0: Let it fucking simmer.
1: Yeah. yeah. Marinating a little bit. Ooh.
0: <laughs> used to say that a lot, didn't we? Sauté. Wait, saute. Saute. <laughs> saute. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Back to Korriban. They tracked her through the shitty holocron right to Bimil. Bimil, apparently, this force phantom business is an extinct technique from that shitty holocron, the supposed fraud. Accountant. Yeah. Darth Vectivus. So... I guess... The Sith... Ditchian. A dark-skinned human female. She says she's infiltrated the Confederation. With yeah. one of her false identities. Uh, Being an, an intelligence officer. Whoa. Yuzhan Vong much? hmm Very Vong. Whoa. Weird. But cool. Yeah. Super cool. Because... It wasn't really clear what was happening on Corban when Lemer went there the first time. Yeah. But knowing that some of these Sith go out into the galaxy and do stuff...
1: Yeah, they don't just sit on their Very in their
0: interesting. Yeah. What if one of their false identities runs the missile factory that started the whole thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They, who cool. knows what they've been manipulating in the background if they've been undercover in the galaxy all this time
1: because one of them lumaya who really wasn't she wasn't, it, yeah, she wasn't one of them but, but she was just one secret sith, sith yeah was manipulating all a whole bunch of stuff
0: yeah and they claim that's not what we're up to we have different plans and stuff but like here you are uh, going out there now yeah she wants to go find a lemma and white eyes the leader orders her to take a warship yeah they have warships and destroy the power source Yeah, blow up the asteroid. Why? Go, blow it up. You don't want it? And, if there's time, capture or kill a Lemma. Mm. But why are you going to destroy it? It's an immense concentration of dark side power. Why don't you guys move there? You'll be just as fucking hidden. Other than the fact that you know the Jedi are also tracking a Lemma. That's kind of part of the problem here, but like... (laughs) Yeah, you know, destroy it. Well, I guess it's, why wouldn't you at the? Uh, sorry, I was just gonna say why wouldn't you at the very least just leave it.
1: Yeah, I think maybe it's like one of those they don't want the Jedi to get a hold of it or what whatever. are they gonna do with it?
0: Bad things. Let them have it. Yeah, you know what I mean. All it's gonna do like, is corrupt other people. It seems weird.
1: It does seem a little weird.
0: Maybe they're like, hey, I don't have control of that, so I don't like it. Could be. We only like to be in our controlled cloister, hidden away. Doing our own... On
1: this birthplace of the Sith that somehow the Jedi have not cleansed at all. Like, what the... Because
0: <laughs> f- <laughs> they're not allowed to go there. It's like... It's like that... It was like Camino. It's been erased from the fucking records type of thing. Like, I think they did say that at one point. Like, Luke Skywalker took all the information out of the, out of the archives because he didn't want anybody going to investigate it.
1: Yeah, doesn't he do the same thing like Dagobah's like that? Because it's got that... I don't think that nexus. MG that nexus is dark yeah. side. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think it's like common practice to burn the books. Yeah, when you don't want the people to have the information. Now, quickly, a broader discussion of are the Jedi good guys, or are they fucking pretty awful throughout the course of history?
1: Uh, they're definitely very. You like see things our way, and if it's not our way, like you said, burn the books. Right.
0: Well, I'll say this for the Jedi and their defense: out of the two groups of Force users, they're default to the good guys. Yes. But they're still pretty fucking. Just based on their. They tenets. make a mess of every. They make a mess of shit all the time. Luke should have fucking killed him and that guy. They only make a, a mess. M- make make a mess.
1: Nice. <laughs> make a mess because there's. They don't act when they should, and Sith are the other way, where they act probably when they shouldn't. Except for this group,
0: who's been hiding who's all this time. Hiding, yeah. Speaking of hiding, cut to Endor, mm-hmm. where tunnel Ka has come to pour her heart out to Luke Skywalker. She says, Jason took my daughter, she doesn't say our, mm-hmm. and threatened to kill her. So Luke puts two and two together. Oh. Good thing I didn't blow him up in that ship, because that's probably her daughter. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good. I, okay, good, good. Then Luke tells Tunnelka that the Jedi will rescue Alana, because it could end the war through a string of logical jumps.
1: Yeah, and some dominoes will fall, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, because we can tell Nyathal what Jason did, and she won't support him anymore. And then once we take a daughter away, then he doesn't have any more leverage to get you back in the war, which means that you can help to stop the war. And stuff. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of ifs and whats and buts. Once, and once
0: again, all right and good luck. You're going to go after Jason again for the third time in this book. over 2 with a couple of deaths on your side. Now, one thing in Luke's favor is that this is not an assassination mission, which is not really his specialty. Yeah, no. This is a rescue He's mission. a good guy. This is a savior mission. Should be right up his alley. This should be a big fucking success. <laughs> yeah. Go in there. Don't kill anybody. Just save somebody from bad stuff.
1: One of the, uh, And just... You said it's not really his thing, but he's got to be just... Funnily... Funnily? Funnily? Oddly. Oddly. Hilarious he's got to be one of the biggest mass murderers in the galaxy because he blew up the Death Star. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Him and his buddy Kip Duren over there, or Kyle Katarn, whichever one. One of them. <laughs> Just to... Yeah, well, you know, this is what I'm saying about the Jedi. Yeah. Bit of a mixed past. <laughs> but on the other hand, the Sith are always awful all the time. Or are they? I don't know. Verger, Lumaya, Jason. Remains to be seen for this latest string of Sith that have come out of hiding, you know? And and there's and then the Sith on Corban, who knows what their intentions are. That aren't are. doing anything. There could
1: be Sith throughout the years that just sat around being Sith. Didn't do anything
0: bad. Yeah. So they're going to go rescue Alana because yeah. they're trying to be good guys. And I thought this was interesting in this conversation. Ka at one point mentions that the consortium is still rebuilding from the last time Centerpoint was fired 15 years ago which puts it in the Vong war, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yes. And I think I remember that. I think they tried to shoot the incoming army and missed because they all had their own gravitic projectors, right? Yeah. Yuzhen- that's Vong how they did. that's what their shields so were. So I think they like that's what they did was like they uh, redirected the put it off course gravity the, yeah the, beam. the gravity beam and f- if I am remembering at all Somebody let me know, but yeah, last time Centerpoint was fired, it destroyed the consortium, like largely. This shit ain't no joke. Jason wants it.
1: That must have been at the beginning of that series, or somewhere because I my book is like twelve books into the. I don't. Think, series, I, so I have no don't. Idea. I
0: don't. I don't know. Like I said, read one. back to back to the point earlier. Yeah, Power read those books, especially the huge ones like Star by Star and stuff like.
1: Yeah, Star by Star is the only one I own. Yeah. And I I read it twice, and in the middle of the series, I had no idea <laughs> what was going
0: on. That one's great, though, man. But it was a good one. That one is so good. Maybe I remember that from the NJO. Maybe I don't. Chapter 23 takes us to Star System MZX32905. Are you done reading that? Beverly really Hills. I don't see how many more times it comes up. It okay. might be about to be destroyed, so it could be all right. <laughs> it could be all right. But we cut to there with Han and Leia and Team Hunt Alemma, arriving in the asteroid belt and beginning their search for... Cut to Lumaya's habitat, where Alemma feels someone hunting her and gets crazy level excited. Cut to the Sith ship Poison Moon, where this frigate and Deachian, along with it, have also arrived to find Alemma all at the same time. And they set a course for the asteroid. Cut to Iron Jag, which they don't have a thing on. I this know. One. Yep. I know.
1: Okay. Sorry.
0: No, I know. I just I don't I don't want to talk. We about didn't it want to talk about it, and then I brought it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is this section is particularly bad about that, where we are jumping from a ship, not near the habitat, to Jag infiltrating. A hangar on the asteroid. Okay. Without a... Fine. Without a header, yeah. Sure, why? Because we already stepped in here? No, because you're going to throw another one back up there anyway. Anyhow, cut to Iron Jag, flying slash breaking into a landing hangar, where Jane and Zek land and pick up ship's trail. It was in the hangar, and they can feel where it went. Heading down into the asteroid. Down the mine shaft that Jason and the Lonnie and Ben and Lumaya all went down. Or Brisha Sayo, I guess. Yeah. Way, way, way back in the day. <clears throat> Shira, Shira Bree even maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think that was the name that she was using at that time. That's where ship's gone. Down into the heart of darkness down in the asteroid. Can't believe he hasn't been there the whole time, but all right. They hesitate. Zero moments. Good work. And they cross the 45 feet of vacuum between the hangar and the mine entrance. Whoa. Scary. Good thing Jag built that suit. Yep. And they head down. He's got his low I mean, low they've got plenty thrusters. of spacesuits and stuff, but like, he's got thrusters.
1: Now. He's got his low grav thrusters. Iron oh, Man.
0: Cut to the Poison Moon, where we just were before we cut away. Two titles in a row. Location titles are Poison Moon. Yes. There should because be one in the middle. Cut to but... Jag in the middle of that. So why? Again, seems arbitrary. Fucking hate it. Poison Moon. Dijian realizes she's got the Falcon, Han, and Leia in her sights as a bonus prize to a Lemurar and the asteroid. The Falcon, especially if it was captained by Han Solo, would be quite a prize. Captured or destroyed. The bragging rights alone for having killed Solo, for ridding the galaxy of his interference, would keep and warm for decades. And the pleasure would be doubled if Leia Organa Solo, Jedi, and traitor to the noble Sith name of Skywalker, was aboard. I just really liked that part there at the end. Yeah, me too. Traitor to the noble Sith name of Skywalker. Again, perspective is a motherfucker, eh? Yeah. Like, they must revere that bloodline to some to some degree. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to celebrate she, your heroes. At least she man. does. You got to celebrate your heroes. Darth Vader out there hitting home runs for all them years? <laughs> Fuck. Retire that jersey. You got to. <laughs> Nobody wears that
1: black cloak again.
0: <laughs> uh, until Jason Solo. Yeah. Now. <laughs> He's wearing that black cloak and black fucking everything, right? Yeah. Cut to without a title change. Location change. Leia gets a weird feeling, then senses that a lemma has found her. Is it going to be real showdown time? Or phantom showdown time? Chapter 24. Jag, Jaina, and Zek follow the cart rails into the asteroid and are met immediately by a flock of Minox. Uh Uh-oh! Who will they be phantasmally murdering? Or muck ducking, if you will. <laughs> Cut to Millennium Falcon. Han and Leia find their own minok on the windshield. And Leia realizes it has Han's force presence just as he's about to zap it off. A little safety feature that he installed after getting trapped on that asteroid in the movies. Inside of the worm thing and all the minox got on the ship and were tearing apart the cables. After that, he installed a zapper. So this one on the windshield is him. And he almost... He almost burned himself. Think about this. Han Solo almost killed himself with a bug zapper. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly a heroic death, but the man's half-terrorist. So, hey. That would you be... You get what you get.
1: That'd be a good death, though. That'd be a fun death.
0: Sitting right next to his wife. Bink! Hits the button. for <laughs> 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 Dead. Gone. Poof. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. Cut to the poison moon. and also felt Alemma search for a projection anchor as we know. but she's not aware of that she's not familiar with this power. She felt Alemma's force presence brush across the ship and then settle somewhere in the ship. But we know that. Mm-hmm. we know what's up, so keep that in the back of your mind. <laughs> they move forward towards the asteroid, ready to blast the falcon to bits. Cut to, in the asteroid, the lead minok is Jag, of course. Yeah. Why not Leia? Why not Zek and Jaina? Because they're stronger presences in the force. They have way better control. So she's picking the weakest targets. Same thing with Deechian in in the Sith ship. She felt Alema brush across her and move on. Because she's the strongest presence on that ship. Leia felt the same thing. She didn't know it. Uh Jaina and them they felt the same thing but she went for Jag she went for Jag because he's not <laughs> force sensitive <clears throat> mm-hmm. easier to you know anchor yourself to or project through or whatever the she, fuck she's Alema's doing.
1: getting badass because she's doing this t- to three different people she's pretty
0: fucking sick yeah and speaking of three people realizing that the lead Minoc is Jag they decide to not kill it they split the party this actually is a good plan. It's normally not. They want to spread a Lemma's focus mm-hmm. so that maybe it's going to be harder for her to project shit across a greater distance and greater numbers of things at the same time. What have you. A decent but risky plan. Now tell me this. They split up. Mm-hmm. Jag goes off by himself. Jane and Zek go off by themselves. A few more paragraphs from now, it's revealed that he's a decoy and a distraction for whatever bigger plan that the two of them are going to do. But at this point, reading it, I'm like, why the hell would you not send a force sensitive person with a not force sensitive guy? I'm like, you two bitches, fucking hold hands and float off and leave him over here with this Iron Man 1 movie suit, Mm -hmm. scrapped together from tin cans. Across the fucking galaxy. Of course, like I said, later, <laughs> they, they mention, Jag mentions, like, uh, I hope I'm doing a good job being a distraction for the real whatever, whatever, whatever. But, but time, I'm reading
1: like, it, yeah, it makes no sense. I'm like, why? <laughs>
0: what? That's so, what I was
1: thinking, too. Yeah, that was weird.
0: But hey, he's fine. He might be force blind. He's Jag. But he's Iron Man.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> fine. Cut to the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> And the Sith frigate opens fire on the Falcon at the same time as a voice starts ringing through the corridors. Han Solo. (laughs) They put so many O's in that solo. Yeah, they do. I fucking was like, I was crying. A little too many. What if, what if we just say Sulu, Sulu, Han Solo, Sulu, (laughs) Sulu. Too many O's. Anyways, cut to Jane and Zek being attacked by hidden ancient droids, as you do. Mm -hmm. But she feels something much bigger ahead. Cut to Jag, as I said, turns out is a diversion for Jane and Zek as he gets towed along by a Minox tail. Cut to Alema struggling to project so many phantoms, but resolving to start finishing off her guests. She's cross legged, floating above the ground in, in half Coruscanty gravity, just outside of Vectivus' massive fucking palace, his big vein pal- veiny palace that he built. <laughs> and uh, she can feel herself slipping. She's sweating. She's panting. It's a big, big strain to project phantoms out to the Falcon, out to the frigate, inside the asteroid. Yeah. To two locations in the asteroid.
1: Plus projecting her voice through the Falcon too. That's another one.
0: So how do you make that easier? Start killing people off. Yeah. So that's our question for next week. Who is gonna die? Zek? Jag? Jaina? Minox? Solos? Sith? Find out next week. When we cover chapters 25 through 28 of Legacy of the Force, Book 7, Fury. I'm Justin. And I'm Tim. Na, 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 na. Minox. Minox! Minox! For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Blazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.